Chapter 18 The Sunshine Gambit The Shadow Legion has been briefed and is on standby. They will maintain a reaction squad at the Hydra spaceport. It's a safe enough distance from Hydra Secundus to avoid suspicion. And the backup? The plasma bomb is in place. The trigger circuit has been confirmed and locked to the bridge of the Emperor's Talon. We've yet to detect any anomalies in the Underhive. We're going all in here trusting his word about Lady Han. Could the boy be deceiving us? If he was anything more than a psyker, our scanners would have picked it up. Everything in his story fits, but if he doesn't produce the evidence needed, we'll terminate our relationship. Have you told him that? No, he's under enough pressure. Slipping away in astral form, I'd roamed Sub-Zero for most of the night. I kept track of the local mood and stole bits of energy from the fates and the thrill-seekers that powered the many entertainment districts. With my education on how to be a warp hunter, I'd ended up as the hive's hardest-working parasite. The talent of silver was a lifesaver, but it took time for the borrowed energy to be fully subsumed into the underlying pattern of my being. It made me more present and took the edge off my anguish as I tried to patch the holes of my existence. The following afternoon, the Sunshine Club was ready for us when we arrived. We'd all brought bodyguards, though I felt it was a bit unnecessary. Asher had two of her cousin Vance's crew to escort her and Agnes, and I had Luna with her red two-piece swimsuit. Nobody was getting past that. I certainly couldn't. Our trip to the pool was meant to solidify my gains, and in many ways, it didn't disappoint. While there were private pools in the overhive, they didn't offer the same lively variety of clientele, the sub-zero buzz, or the poolside bartending. The waves, wind, and sunlight were fully stocked when we arrived. We'd reserved a pair of private cabanas near the warmer end of the massive pool. Each cabana offered a place to change clothes or relax with that special someone. When not in use, it would collapse into the deck, keeping the amazing sight lines clear for all. Agnes and Asher shared one. Luna and I used the other. I'd convinced Luna to leave the Hellgun at home and go undercover, appearing as a private escort rather than a friend. That last bit was her choice. It would help maintain her cover in Sub-Zero and keep plenty of attention focused away from me. I'd handed my Sunshine Club calling card to the doorman on the way in. I wanted this to be an official visit as much as it was a gift for Asher and a way to even out my sallow tan. You should come here more often. Your skin certainly needs it. Sandara Laveau hooked my arm and guided me into a shallow salt pool, conveniently situated behind the bar and out of sight to most. The private space was made for off-the-record transactions. The pool's warm water was saturated with enough exotic salts that we could float without any assistance, and it churned steadily, massaging our muscles. Sandara's short blonde hair was cut to PDF standards, even if her swimsuit wasn't. The one-piece highlighted her lovely olive skin tone and offered me plenty of options. You've lost weight, I said. So have you. Medicaid food not good enough in the overhive. She'd had some decidedly revealing conversations while I was gone. It caught me by surprise. Not that she'd discovered my noble standing, I'd certainly hinted at it before, but that she began our conversation on such a personal note. While the escape of my identity was concerning, the fact that I'd been the fate's boss of Sub-Zero on the night her bodyguards used me for target practice was a cause for greater concern. I'd forgotten to mention it to Sandara during our late-night deal outside the Dead Cat in Sector 44B, and she had every right to hold it against me. She did just that.
Her hand guided mine to her calf. I have a few knots to work out, if you don't mind. If she didn't have any, I would have been worried. I added to the churning of the pool. The video was a nice touch, and the production values were top-notch. Even the Adeptus Arbitus liked it. Sandara closed her eyes and leaned back. I'm glad you approve. Sub-Zero needed a stir, and the fates needed a lesson. Your sudden absence left many in a troubled state of mind. Sandara's experience dwarfed mine in every way. The fates all knew that the Baron had ordered the first hit on me. The video had to have turned the Sub-Zero contingent against the Underhive, giving you some room to breathe. You forget that I was in on the first attempt to short-circuit the rise of the Silver Fate, so it could have gone either way. I hadn't forgotten, but my passion for revenge had been stolen along with everything else, and the need for an ally far outweighed the taking of other, more bitter steps. If you can't leverage your own assassination, what good is it? Sandara laughed. We both might find a warm reception whenever you officially reincarnate. As warm as this? I ran my hand along her thigh. I acknowledge the debt that I owe you. Are you here to repay it in full? Yes. I don't remember you having an entourage the last time you graced my shores. I smiled. Are you jealous? Sandara laughed again. If you were twenty years older, maybe. I take it the escort is a bodyguard. Yes, a very special one. I wish I could say it's your fault, but it isn't. And the other two? Simply camouflage. Thrill-seekers enjoying a lovely afternoon. The currents of salt churned harder around us, and Sandara enjoyed her advantage nearly as much as I. Do you know the difference between a thrill-seeker and a hive boss? One lives for excitement and one dies by it? You're smarter than you look. I hated to ruin the mood. Speaking of excitement, a bomb is about to explode. I know. I can feel it. I'm thinking of a different bomb. Plasma. Hidden somewhere in the depths of 99B. Sandara's gang, the 99s, had full reign in the low-security sector that bordered the Underhive. If there was a bomb, they ought to know about it. And if they didn't, they'd certainly owe whoever clued them in. You really know how to ruin a woman's good time. I can multitask, can't you? What's the difference between a male boss and a female boss floating in a salt pool? About five minutes. I followed Sandara into the cooler end of the long pool. The final quarter had ice floating on the surface, and it did wonders to calm my circulation. The key was to advance steadily and acclimate with each new stroke. We didn't linger as we finally reached the far end. What should we do when we find the device? Leave it in place. The powers that put it there might pull the trigger for the simple reason of someone tampering with it. They would destroy the entire hive due to an overly curious technician. Yes, they have their reasons. And from my limited experience, I can't disagree with their logic. Please give some thought about how you might disable it or block a trigger event, but don't touch it. And keep the threat a secret. The device's presence alone could destroy the hive if word gets out. Okay, if we can find and confirm the device, I'll call us even. We're not even? I nodded back toward the salt pool. Call that an interest payment. You left me hanging for over two months with the fates breathing down my neck. A moment ago, I'd been breathing down her neck, and she'd liked it. I may have pointed that out. Laveau had other things to recount. The only reason a gang war didn't erupt is that nobody understood what happened that night in 44B or why. Not even me. I get it. Everyone was left hanging. Some deserved it and some didn't. But the silver fate is about to return, and I'm repaying my debts up front. Where will you go next? I'm not sure. Eventually, I will have to visit the Underhive. Any chance you could help me meet with the Warden Lear in a non-lethal setting? I haven't seen him in months. 
Security in the Underhive has barred all visitors, even handsome rivals like me. And now that we're about even, I've got one more request. Something that will certainly make my life easier if it doesn't end it first. I'd collected my power glaive from the Overhive's penthouse and locked it away in my reinforced walk-in closet. The small room was a vault, maintaining a proper temperature and humidity for my various undergarments and any weapons I was still allowed to touch. The glaive held a deeply charged cache of painful, silver-tinted energy. Merely touching the sharpened metal wouldn't be enough to set it free. I'd need to give it a nudge first, and I was saving that for someone special. No safe words allowed. What's your deal with Sendara Laveau? Luna, you know I never kiss and tell, but if you behave tonight, I'll let you in on a little secret. We were getting dressed for a night in Sub-Zero. The hell gun would be missing out again. There was simply nowhere to hide it beneath Luna's black and white striped body armor. She had a palm-sized slug thrower and several different clips strapped to her left forearm. She covered it with a short neon white leather jacket. An Adeptus Arbitus comms device was implanted in her ear. It would be monitored as soon as we reached Ground Zero. How can you be so cozy with the woman that orchestrated your death? You're wrong on all three points in that sentence. That might be an Arbiter's record. Boots or heels tonight? Boots. You're a bodyguard acting as an escort, not the other way around. How was I wrong? Luna was skilled at getting me to talk. We could connect with our words, if not our eyes. Point one. There is nothing cozy about my relationship with Sandara Laveau. There are only debts to be paid and a business connection to be nurtured. I can believe it, maybe. Point two. You wrongly assumed that she orchestrated the hit outside the dead cat. Then who did? We're not close enough for me to answer that. Maybe another dinner or two with the in-laws and we'll get there. A pitiful expression and a shake of her head dashed my hopes. The fact that she crossed her arms made it official. Point three, I'm still breathing. As such, my execution was never officially confirmed. Okay, maybe it was for a short time, but I'm great at making a comeback. Let me know when your comeback happens. You saw the video. That was the start of it. And now look at me, the silver boss of Sub-Zero. Are we placing any bets on your chances for ending the night in the Medicaid? That might be a conflict of interest on your part, but I know a man that would gladly offer you odds. Are you suggesting I wouldn't protect you over a bet? Of course not. But just in case, what's the activation code for my personal emergency beacon? If anyone knew the key details of my personal beacon, it would be the Arbiter assigned to keep me alive. You know about the activation code? I did now, as I live and breathe. Okay, I'll send it to you. But if you use it while I'm still standing, I win the bet.